You were put here for a reason. What do you have to offer? And stop telling yourself that it's not enough. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't wanna just go to work, I wanna do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. 2018, this is going to be your year. Thanks to Grove for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Right now, my listeners can try Grove with a two-month VIP membership and bonus gift by going to grove.co slash dreamjob. That's grove.co slash dreamjob. Grove makes it easy to have a happy and healthy home. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your old home movies, film reels, and photos. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering my listeners a huge exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob to get 40% off your first order. With this exclusive deal, LegacyBox starts at just $45, or you can save up to $200 on the largest LegacyBox kit. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and save 40% today. Thanks to Secret Clinical Strength Antiperspirant for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. It's clinically strong, which just means it's good at preventing sweat, like twice as good as regular antiperspirant, and that's why it's on the top shelf. Sweating is the worst, and not sweating is great. You should buy Secret Clinical Strength Antiperspirant. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dreamjob and using promo code dreamjob at checkout. Hey guys, this is Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited and I'm scared. Whenever I have to record an episode and it's just me and it's not me and a guest, I'm always like, can I do it? Will I be interesting? Like, don't think you're the only person who overthinks things. Don't think you're the only person who's like, is this actually going to be good? Like we all have this imposter syndrome, this self-doubt. And that's what this week's episode is about. You know, I get so many messages from you guys in my DMs on Instagram and in our Facebook group. And I wanted to talk about how to stop overthinking it. Because I do think that when it comes down to it, this is the single greatest hurdle that everybody faces. Like I talked to a friend recently and I said, how's it coming? When's your podcast coming out? And he's like, I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. And I'm like, all right, so there's a lot of thinking, but what about the doing? And this is the same thing with songwriters I know. I'm like, so have you been in the studio? Like, well, I've been thinking a lot about what that next song should be. So why do we do this and how do we overcome it? So the reason why we do this is really simple. We're afraid. We're afraid of making something that's not perfect. We're afraid of looking stupid. We're afraid of failing. We're afraid to hit publish on the blog because maybe no one will read it and it's not good enough. Or we're afraid to record the podcast because we're not sure if we've got the right message down or if it's going to have the right flow. And we're afraid to even sit down and write the song because we're afraid that all of a sudden our mind is going to tell us, this isn't good. Why are you writing this? Why are you even attempting this? So what we do is we overthink things a lot because We don't want to feel that pain and that discomfort and the failure. So I want to tell you how I overcome that and how I actually go ahead and do a lot of things, even though I feel all those same things. I feel scared. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm a fraud. I'm not really good at any of this. So let me tell you a little bit about how I think about this, and hopefully this will help. So the first thing is this. I think that it's really, truly phenomenal that you are here, that you are on this planet, that you're listening to this podcast, that you're in this world being you. So many people know that I struggled with fertility and I had to go through many rounds of fertility treatment in order to have my three beautiful girls. And I say it really smoothly, but it took seven years of trial and error and miscarriages and going through treatments and giving myself shots. And I went through 15 different rounds and I had three beautiful kids, thankfully. But most of the time, if you do the math, it didn't work. And I would go to the doctor's office every couple days during my cycle and they would look at everything underneath the microscope. And I saw just how difficult it is to bring a person into this world. I saw that firsthand. But what's even more amazing 
is even when you do conceive of a person and they come into this world, the fact that it's that person is truly remarkable because the odds of them becoming who they are, it's like one in 400 trillion because there's so many potential people that could be conceived. There's all these different sperm, there's all this different DNA. And the fact that that's the one that actually comes together and conceives of you and you show up here, it's really truly like the greatest lottery you've ever could possibly win and you're here. And so the, the first thing you have to know is this. You have to know that if you're here, if you're listening to this podcast, if you are seated on planet Earth, you have been assigned. You've been assigned to do something extraordinary and magical that the world needs and cannot live without. And that's why you're here. So this is super, super important. And one of the reasons that I'm so compelled to do things and try things, even when I'm scared and even when I overthink it, is because I know this to be true. I know that there's a reason why I'm here and I got to figure out why. And I got to figure out where the Venn diagram comes together that I show up and I do the work I'm supposed to do. Now, a lot of people say to me, well, the reason I overthink it is because I don't know what the work is I'm supposed to do. Should I open this pottery studio? I really also like painting. I really also like making cherry pie. Ah, which thing is it? How do I know? And so what I'm going to do is just sit over here and try to overthink it. And hopefully I'll come up with an answer and then I won't have to go through any of the trial and error and the pain and the disappointment. But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And, and then by doing that, you rob yourself of some incredible experiences that actually are there to help direct you to the path. So in my life, I think one of the reasons why I have all these hyphenates to what I do, you know, I'm writing a book and I host a podcast and I write music and I teach an online course. And I'm also, you know, doing all other things like running an agency and whatever and being a mom is because the clarity follows the action. As you dive in and you get messy and you try this thing, then you're going to see like, do I like this? Is this really me? And then you're going to be led to this next thing and this next thing. And you, I promise you, if you have the courage to not have it figured out and to show up and really put your whole self in it, you will eventually be led to exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, I came out to Los Angeles to be a songwriter and I worked really hard to try to figure out how to get a record deal. And I finally got a record deal. And I remember one day I was sitting at Sunset Sounds, which is this beautiful recording studio. And I was there with my producer, Ron Fair. And I was at, I was, at the time I had a record deal with Interscope and I got to be there when Lady Gaga was recording Paparazzi, that song Paparazzi. And I remember during one of the breaks, Ron Fair turned to me and he said, you know, Kathy, when I first came out to LA, he said, I wanted to be a songwriter. I didn't want to be a producer. I didn't know anything about producing. I just wanted to be a songwriter. And he said, I remember sitting one day with Bill Conti. Bill Conti did the music for Rocky. He was like a really iconic person. And he said, I remember having this really life-changing conversation where I, I played my music for Bill Conti. And, and, um, and he said, you know, Ron, you're a good songwriter, but you're an amazing producer. And I think you should pursue that and look into producing. And he said to me, you know, Kathy, he said, you're a good songwriter and you got a record deal and you earned it and you're here. He said, but you know, there's something about you that when you talk, everyone in the room listens. And there's something about when you speak and how you speak and how vulnerable you are and how sincere you are. He said, I actually think that is like where you really show up in your zone of genius. And I was like, what is he talking about? What on earth is he talking about? And I was actually like insulted. Like, does this mean I'm not a great songwriter and I'm never going to have my record come out and tour the world? And six months later, I was dropped from that record label. And I wound up, you know, going through a series of things where I tried normal jobs and I was like, let me try working, you know, in a nonprofit. Let me try working um, in a floral studio. Like I tried a million things. I wound up going back into music and I wound up licensing my music and having my songs and TV shows and ads and all this stuff. But eventually I kept showing up and kept following whatever the next thing felt like it was. And the world kept pointing me in other directions. And so I would just add things. Yes. And I would say like, well, why not? Let me say yes to that. And let me say yes to that. Cause I was on this mission where I was like, I really do want to figure out what am I really supposed to do? If I've been assigned and I'm on this planet for a reason, how do I know what exactly that thing should look like? You know, for a lot of us, when you're a kid, 
you know, people tell you what you're good at. You know, you're great at math or you, you're so funny. You're a great storyteller, but eh, you're not so good at, you know, the book smart thing. Or you, you should be a dancer, but, you know, don't ever go into medicine. You know, people like to tell you what you are. So that's one of the ways that I think we figure out and think that we know who we're supposed to be and we limit ourselves. And then there's other things that happen where you see what's modeled for you and you you hear your parents say, you know, that'll never work out. So, you know, this is what you should have. Have a simple life and do this. So my father's a veterinarian. I'll be a veterinarian too, or whatever it is. Or you go to school when you're 18 and they say, what do you want to be? And you, you have this huge decision. What, what are you going to major in? And how is that going to affect the rest of your life? But then they do all these studies and they find out that 80% of the world is not really happy doing whatever it is that they're doing. It's because we don't give ourselves the chance and the time to explore and to be messy. And guess what? Life can be in pencil. You can try one thing and then you can be redirected over here because I want you to trust. You were put here for a reason. So the most important thing to do is to do and stop overthinking because you're not going to be led there by thinking about it because there's so much of yourself and your soul and who you are that you've just got to explore and you've got to give yourself a chance to try different things. And that's why so many people on this podcast, they start off doing one thing and they wind up doing something else, which eventually leads them to what they're really, really, really meant to do. And so I want you to know you were put here for a reason. And I want you to give yourself the chance and the time to explore so that you can figure out, oh, this is it. This is it. I can tell. I can feel it. I didn't know about it. I mean, you guys, I didn't even know what a podcast was when I moved to LA. I never thought that one day I would be doing this. And I just kind of kept going. And I was eventually led to where I am right now. And I'm still trying to figure out the answer to that question every day. Where can I serve? Whatever I have, whatever gifts, whatever I'm supposed to do, where can I best be of use to this world? And I keep asking that question. And it's amazing what happens. Okay, before we get into more of this, I want to say thanks to one of our sponsors. Are you picky about what you use in your home? Grove believes a healthy, beautiful home should be accessible to everyone. That's why they made it so easy to get products you can feel great about using around your home and family. Grove brings sustainability, safety, and transparency to an industry dominated by products with harmful chemicals and toxins. They select only the best non-toxic products, good for you, good for your family, and your planet. Okay, so you guys know I have three little girls and there's constantly some mess. Last night, they had pizza and ice cream and it was all over the floor, like everywhere. And because I have a baby who tends to put everything in her mouth and pick things up off the floor, I want to make sure that I'm using really safe stuff. I've tried a bunch of their products. We use a ton of seventh generation stuff for its bees. You guys are really going to like it. It smells good. And I, I like that I'm buying stuff that I know has good ingredients. What's also cool is that they have customizable auto shipments delivered right to my door. Plus, they'll actually send reminders so I never run out of the products I use every day. Find out how committed Grove is to its customers with a 100% happiness guarantee and free shipping. It's so easy to discover amazing and affordable natural home and personal care products with the confidence of supporting a safer environment for your family. Right now, my listeners can try Grove with a two-month VIP membership and bonus gift by going to grove.co slash dreamjob. That's grove.co slash dreamjob. Grove makes it easy to have a happy and healthy home. You know, I think sometimes if I had to go back, right, and I had to talk to my younger self, there's one thing that I would tell her. I would say to her, you're enough. You are enough. I feel like ultimately this is the problem. We don't think we're enough. But I'm telling you with all your bruises and all your scars and all your broken parts, you're enough. Every one of us has this stuff. Every person is self-destructive. Every person has so much shame around all the things about them that aren't perfect. And you know what? That, that's such a waste of time because we all have imperfections and you're still extraordinary and worthy of taking your seat at the table and sharing what you have to share and offering what you have to offer. So one thing you might want to try when you're busy overthinking things is go get a photo of yourself from when you were a kid and put it next to you. And when you sit down and you start feeling like, oh, you know, what's wrong with me? And you start giving yourself a hard time. Just, just take a glance at that photo and look at that kid. Don't do that to that kid. Don't be so cruel to yourself. And I think one of the big questions to ask yourself, how would my life be different if I could tolerate being uncomfortable 
if I was willing to be uncomfortable more. Do you know you are so much braver than you give yourself credit for? And it's okay. You can be uncomfortable. I feel like we have this thing in our world where everyone's like, I got to avoid being uncomfortable. I got to avoid being in pain. And so we do all these things that actually cause us tremendous pain as opposed to just being like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm anxious about it. Yep. It's scary. Yes. It's uncomfortable. It's like, can you get through it? Of course you can get through it. You go to the dentist, right? You don't like that. Can you tolerate it? Yeah, you can tolerate it. You can tolerate it. And then it's incredible how people will rally around you and there'll be so many people cheering and inspired by you. And you just have to have the courage to be mediocre sometimes. And then more and more brilliant things are going to come out of you. Now, one thing that people say to me is, I just don't have the time. I'm not productive. You know, what are your tips for time management? And, you know, some people think that the reason that they're overthinking it so much is because they just don't have productivity down. You know, they just don't know how to actually start a project and finish a project and like get it going. So what I've learned about productivity really, it's not about the hours. It's about energy. It's about energy. And I want you guys really to get this. So a lot of people think, you know, if I had more hours in the day, I would just, I would get this project done. And I remember talking to Carrie Bentley when she was on our show and she said, you know, Kathy, they've done the research and you need energy. And I said, so what does that mean? You need to like drink your kale juice. You need to sleep a lot. Cause I'm like, I got three kids. I don't sleep a lot. And I don't like kale juice very much. And she said, no, you're in luck. It's neither of those things. If you want energy, you got to figure out what gives you energy. And you've got to proactively put that into your day. And this is the thing that I feel like people just haven't fully taken responsibility for. We have to get ourselves into that state. It's not like you can say, you know, I had breakfast three days ago, so I don't know why I'm hungry today. No, you got to have breakfast every day. And a lot of people will walk around, they'll be like, I don't know, I just can't get anything done. I'm just, I don't know. I start to think about, you know, writing the book and then I sit down, I start overthinking it and the cursor's just staring at me, blinking away and I can't write anything and I close the laptop and I just, you know, I just start watching Netflix or do something else. And it's because you've got to get yourself into a state where you're ready to rip it open. And I don't want you to walk around with this false notion that there's anybody who just wakes up every day naturally feeling that way at all times. You know, I have to prime myself. I have to get myself into that state. And so I remember Carrie saying to me, you know, what are the things that give you energy and what are the things that drain you? And there are certain things in your life, you've experienced this, where if you have a conversation with a certain person, whether it's someone in your family or you're in a meeting at work. And next thing you know, you're like, I got to take a nap. I am wiped out. And then there's other things that you do. For me, it's like there's certain songs I listen to. And if I listen to three particular songs in a row, I'm like ready to take on the world. And there's other things I do. Sometimes if I meditate or I walk into Unplug in Santa Monica, which is this amazing place with meditation classes, and I do a breathwork class or I go for a run, you know, I get on my Peloton bike. There's so many things that I know if I do them, I'll have so much energy. And then even if I only have a small amount of time, but I don't want to waste it overthinking and I don't want to waste it feeling stuck. What I'll do is I'll say, all right, I got two hours. So I'm going to spend 30 minutes like really getting myself into this like high energy state. And then the moments that follow that, even if it's only an hour and a half more, I can get more out of that hour and a half than I sometimes can get out of an entire day if I'm feeling like low and I'm just feeling like, ah, you know, I just don't, don't have my, my tank full. You know, all of us have a smartphone and we have this whole system. You know, we know we're going to charge it at night and we're going to have a charger in the car. Like, I'm so aware of keeping that battery on full. Like, if I'm doing some speaking in New York City and I'm going to be on foot all day long, like, I'll bring an extra backup charger in my bag. Like, we're all really aware and conscious of how to make sure our batteries are charged with our phone, but we don't do that with ourselves. So, of course, we wind up overthinking it. You know, your mind, your mind wants to be satiated. And so, if you don't fill it with things that make it feel like, uplifted, it looks for whatever else it can find to chew on. And so typically it'll find stuff to worry about because those sometimes are really intriguing kinds of thoughts and your mind starts to chew on them and like, and it starts to get really into that stuff. And so we've got to proactively take responsibility for this 
And when you are feeling inspired, like if you listen to this podcast, for instance, and it makes you feel reminded of what you're capable of, then decide to do something about it right after you're finished listening. Be like, okay, after I finish listening to this podcast every week, I'm going to do a little bit more. I'm going to make that phone call. I'm going to, you know, send that email. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and book a date on the calendar for that performance or for that workshop I'm going to do. Go ahead and make your move. But this whole overthinking thing, it's just because you're afraid of not being perfect. So what? I think I told you guys that when I first did the first episode of the podcast, I sat in my closet and I re-recorded it eight times. And the episode was about an hour. So I sat there for eight hours. I was sweating. I lost my voice completely. And I couldn't even record the next episode for two weeks because I couldn't speak. Thankfully, we started recording the episodes a couple months before we actually went live with it. I couldn't speak. And I said to myself, I cannot do this. I cannot do this because if I overthink this to death, I'll never publish it. I'll never do this once a week. It'll be painful. So I said, you know what? I'm going to have to be okay with it being what it is. I'm going to have to be okay with it not being perfect. And you know what? By not being perfect and having the courage to not be perfect, you get better at things. You get better. And what people do is they compare their behind the scenes mess to other people's highlight reels. They look at someone like Serena Williams or Fred Astaire or Lady Gaga or Steve Jobs and they say, but look at them. They mastered it. They're incredible. They're the ones who should have that, not me. But you don't see behind the scenes. You don't see the moments when they're hitting a wall, when they're not getting it perfectly, when they lose a game, when they don't know what they're doing, when they get fired from a job. You don't see those moments. You weren't there when I got dropped from a record label or when I created a TV show that went nowhere after two years of working on it or when I had an engagement that didn't work out or when I started this podcast and sat in my closet for eight hours. You have to be willing to say, you know what? Enough is enough. And there comes a moment where you're like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I want to have a breakthrough. I'm done. I want to have a breakthrough. And I want you to look at your life and I want you to imagine yourself five years from now and 10 years from now. And I want you to ask yourself, where do I want to be? And what will my life look like if I keep holding on to this need to be perfect? What if I know that I'm enough? What if I'm willing to be uncomfortable? What if I don't have to have it all figured out and I can just start where I am right now. Wouldn't that be something? Today, my cousin sent me a post on Instagram and it said, don't be surprised at how quickly the universe will move once you've decided. And it's really true. I mean, I feel like in my life, I get disproportionately rewarded when I'm willing to just go ahead and start and take a risk. It's amazing what happens. And what we wind up doing is we're so afraid that something won't be great or we'll fail or we will look like a fool. So we go ahead and we rob ourselves of all these incredible things that might actually come to pass. So what is overthinking? Overthinking usually consists of negative thoughts, jumping to conclusions about things or only considering the outcomes in black and white and blaming ourselves for things that haven't happened yet. And it creates a vicious cycle and it ends up stressing us out and holding us back from getting anything done and we become paralyzed and then we can't make a decision. This, this sucks. And everybody does this in one way or the other. You know, I talked to you guys about my speech at the World Domination Summit and how thankfully in the end, I just went for it and I threw away the slides and then I just spoke from my heart and it wound up being amazing. But I gave myself like the flu for 10 hours beforehand because I just kept overthinking. I was physically ill. And I hope that I'll stop doing that or at least do it less because it's such a bummer when it happens. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing this. And sometimes it feels like there's no off switch. But when you're patient, when you're a little kinder to yourself, maybe you can practice some strategies to quiet down this overthinking mind. So there's a bunch of articles on this. There was an article in Forbes and it said, you know, be aware when you're overthinking. Just notice it. And if you can just recognize that you're doing it, it's going to ground you a little bit and maybe you'll stop spiraling. Also, you could set a timer. You could give yourself like 10 to 20 minutes in the day and let your thoughts run wild and then go ahead and take some action. 
you know, in Julia Cameron's work in the morning pages, that's one of the reasons that she likes people to do morning pages, because instead of just having these thoughts sort of like, you know, take you captive in the middle of a day or when you're thinking about doing something that you really want to do, she says every morning, write three pages front and back and just get it all out. Just get it all out. And inevitably, all that negative stuff will come out. And then the more you write whatever's in there, the more you're also going to you see it, right? You actually see it in writing. And then your mind will ask questions like, ah, is that really true? Is it necessarily going to be so negative or so difficult if I try that? Maybe it won't be. And then you'll start to write about that. And sooner or later, by just writing it, it might disempower some of those thoughts. So sometimes it's good to just let yourself get those critical thoughts out and then go ahead and choose what it is that you want to be thinking about that's actually going to serve you rather than just like being taken off guard, you know, by some of these thoughts. So there's a lot more to talk about, but first let's take a quick ad break. If you're like me, you have boxes full of old videotapes, film reels, and photos collecting dust in your closet. So I have so many of these, and I recently said to my husband, I want to be able to show my kids like what it looked like when we were growing up. So I really loved Legacy Box. I sent in some stuff um, from when I was in kindergarten. I sent in some slides of my grandparents. I wanted them to see. It was so simple, and it solves a major problem because these are beautiful moments, and it's incredible how you feel watching this stuff. It really, really takes you back. Legacy Box is here to help do this for you, and the process could not be easier. Just add memories, send your Legacy Box filled with old home movies and pictures. They'll do the rest, digitizing your moments onto a thumb drive, the cloud, or DVD. It's like magic. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your old home movies, film reels, and photos. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering my listeners a huge exclusive discount. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob to get 40% off your first order. With this exclusive deal, Legacy Box starts at just 40 or you can save up to $200 on the largest Legacy Box kit. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and save 40% today. Start with just a few tapes or digitize your entire collection. Visit LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and enter my code DreamJob and save 40% on your Legacy Box today. Get started preserving your past. You know, another thing to do is if you're in the middle of, you know, just really feeling like paralyzed by these thoughts, change it up for a minute. You know, redirect your attention. Maybe just step away from it for a while. Take a walk and then come back with a fresh mind. Also, you could practice some mindfulness sometimes just to get out from underneath the, the grip of these thoughts. You know, you're not your mind. Your mind is doing all this stuff. It's racing all the time. And one of my teachers used to say, we're really like the ocean where you look at the ocean and the top level of the ocean, the superficial layer is like choppy and it responds to the weather and it, it's always moving and there's waves but if you go down inside the ocean, you go down eight feet or you go down a mile, it's so still and it's so quiet. It's almost so quiet that it'll like burst your eardrums. And my teacher said to me, you know, this is really the metaphor for who we are. But we identify with this top layer. We identify with the most superficial aspect of us, which is just what the mind is doing. But you've been through so much in your life and you've survived it. Why? Because you're really whole and you've got this incredible anchor inside of you and it's gotten you through all of the things that have been thrown in your way. And then on any given Tuesday, you're listening to what these thoughts have to say as if that's the sum total of what you think and feel and that, that dictates what action you should take because that's really who you are. And that's not even true. So sometimes we just have to notice what we're thinking, step back from it a little, just let it pass, like watching clouds, you know, pass across your mind. Like each thought is like a cloud passing across the sky. And maybe that helps you like not stay stuck in it. You know, just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. It's just a thought. There's an Inc. article also about this stuff. And, and one thing it says is, you know, screw perfect because that's never going to happen. No matter what decision you end up making, perfect is not on the table. Put things in perspective. Chances are this one decision is not going to ruin your life for the next 10 years. It's not going to be the end of the world. And please remember, like, we don't predict the future. So stop worrying so much about the future because it's wasting the time you have now. And you're also sometimes ruminating on the past and whatever failures have happened. But we have the ability to change what's going to happen moving forward by what we're doing today. Do something that makes you happy. Have a dance break. Read something from your favorite author, listen to a podcast, sing a song that makes you feel uplifted and get motivated and take some action. 
I want you to think about challenging these thoughts, challenge these worries that you're having, and ask yourself questions like, is this really true? Do I have any proof that this is true? If something's happened in the past, is it also possible that we've now learned from it and that there might be a different outcome this time? Or ask somebody like a mentor or someone you admire, ask someone for a moment of advice or to sit down with you and have coffee. I want you to change the way you think about failure. And it's not about, you know, hitting it out of the park. If you really want to win in this ultimate game of life, I think actually the more that you can quote unquote fail or be messy or not have it come out perfect, that's actually ultimately how you become successful because you learn to tolerate that. And you say, I got through that and I learned from it. And the only reason I wound up here is because I walked this way and I wound up having to pivot over here and I wouldn't have gotten here if that wouldn't have happened. I wish sometimes that I could sit down with every person I admired and ask them what happened in their life that when it happened, they thought it was the worst thing ever. And looking back, they realized that so much of why they became who they are is because that thing happened the way it happened. So it's enough. It's enough. And you are enough. And you have been assigned and we need you and you were put here for a reason. So I really want you to think about what do you have to offer and stop telling yourself that it's not enough because there's so many incredible things in there. And the more you do and the more you have the courage to keep showing up, I promise you're going to be led to where you're supposed to be. And it's going to inspire so many people around you watching you go ahead and go for it. You know, recently I was talking to a friend and he said, it's so easy to surrender to good things. It's hard to surrender when something tough happens. But I actually think it's even harder to surrender to the good things. You know, I think we live the lives that we think we deserve. I think we have what we think we deserve. And we, we live the lives that we're willing to tolerate living. We're agreeing to it. And so I actually think deep down, there's a tremendous amount of shame that people carry around, do I really deserve it? Do I really deserve success? Do I really deserve to be in a beautiful relationship? Do I really deserve to have lots of nice things? What does that mean about me? What would that make me out to be? You know, so many people have all these misconceptions about what it would mean if they, they really had a lot, if they had a beautiful life. Could you be a nice person who has money? I don't know. Some people are like, no, if I want to be kind, I got to stay in a certain place because once I have a lot of money, I'm immediately going to be someone who's a jerk. That's not true. They're not mutually exclusive. You know, there's people who have lots of money who aren't nice. There's people who have lots of money who are so generous and they, they have more in their ecosystem. They have more resources. So they build schools and they, they help people in Africa and they build theaters and they they do so many good things, right? And there's also people who have no money who are really kind and there's people who have no money who are not kind, right? So that's not really the defining factor there. It's what we do with what we have. But I think that there's a tremendous amount of shame. And so we tell ourselves, it's okay. I don't really need it. I'm okay. But would you wish that for your best friend? You'd say to your best friend, you deserve to have all those things. You deserve to wake up on Monday morning so excited about the work you're doing in this world because you have work to do in this world. Real work, meaning there are amazing things, things that only you can share the way you can share them. And there is room for you. But you've got to be willing to have the courage to want it and know that you deserve it. So I want you to keep expanding your capacity for what you're willing to even tolerate that you could receive. How much, this is getting really meta, but this is really big. How much can you actually take? How much good can you actually let in? Because I think that's really, truly, ultimately what stands in the way. That's the greatest obstacle. How much can we allow ourselves to receive? You deserve to be so happy. And is it really asking a lot from this universe to say, you know what, God, you know what I really want? You know what, world? You know what I really want? I want to show up in this world and I want to paint. Or you know what I want? I want to show up and I want to bake or I want to teach or I want to be sailing. I want to write a book. 
I want to use the gifts that I love and I want to make this world brighter. And I want to have a beautiful home and I want to be able to have my friends over for dinner and I want to be able to give to people and I want to be able to support charities that I care about. Is that a lot to ask? Is that a horrible thing? Does that make you a horrible person? No. And so I think sometimes one of the reasons we overthink things is because we don't think we deserve it. I remember hearing Tony Robbins talk about how you know, he used to have nothing and he had zero money and he was evicted and he was in this horrible place. And one day he decided to have a breakthrough and he was like, that's it. I can't take this anymore. And he said it came down to what he believed he deserved. And he was like, I deserve more than this. I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. I'm not going to tolerate living in this tiny place where I barely have enough money to eat, where I barely have enough money to, you know, help, you know, to raise my kid. I'm not doing this anymore to myself. I deserve more. And it goes back to your self-esteem and that story you tell yourself. And so he decided to push through that. And it took so much guts because a part of him kept saying, you don't deserve more than this because he had this little kid, this little voice inside of himself that was so conditioned to believe like you should be so grateful for whatever you have and you have a little and that's enough for you. That's your portion. And so he pushed through it. Next thing he knew, he was making a million dollars. And then he made a million dollars every year for seven years. And then after that, one day he was like in the middle of Milwaukee. It was snowing outside and he was there on this little speaking tour and he called home to San Diego to talk to his kids and his housekeeper said the kids were in the hot tub and he said to himself, why am I doing this? Why can't I make more than a million? Why is it that I stop at a million? Because if I could make more than a million, maybe I wouldn't have to be in the freezing cold in Milwaukee. Maybe I could be home with my kids some, sometimes. Maybe I could have more and I could have money and I could also enjoy them and I could be in the hot tub with them right now. And he thought, but I can't. He couldn't push past it. He couldn't push past it. And then he realized the thing that actually would allow him to do it is if he thought to himself, what could he do if he had more resources? And for him, the motivating factor was he finally clicked on it. He was like, I know what will get me fueled to actually break out of this pattern. He said to himself, he said to himself, if I could feed hungry people, if I could raise more money for people who don't have enough to eat, then I know I would allow myself to deserve more because then I would be able to give a bigger portion to help feed the world. And after that, that next year, he just ripped it open. He took the lid off it. He started making so much money. And I think he's been feeding millions and millions of people. And that's amazing. And that's just one epic story. But really, anything that you have in your life is a result of what you think you deserve. So one of the biggest things to really look at is what is the story you tell yourself about what you deserve? And I know for me, it was the same way. You know, when I started making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, I was like, that's amazing, right? I'm making 200 a year, 300 a year. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm doing that, writing music. That's great. And then I remember I did that for a few years and I was like, but I, I have kids and I want to have a home and Los Angeles is expensive. And I had this little battle inside myself where I just couldn't get myself to add more or do more because I felt like it was enough. And I should be grateful for that. And then I was like, what is that? How does that serve me? How does that serve me? And that's not true. And I thought, well, if I had more, I could do more creative projects. I'd have more time so I could actually do other things. And I could have time with my kids more. And my kids could be in a beautiful home and go to the private school that they want to go to. And so the next year, I doubled what I was making. And the next year, I tripled what I was making. But it wasn't just what I was making in dollars. I was then able to use my time to do even more things that felt like they were me, me being in alignment with myself. And I could do more things that really, I think, is my assignment, what I'm really supposed to do. So there's a lot of things going on underneath the overthinking. It's a fear of being not perfect. It's also a fear of, what if I really go for what I want and I get disappointed? Will I be able to survive that? Yes, you will. It's also a fear of, will I look stupid? Or what if I'm in the wrong category altogether and I'm not sure which road to go down? It's okay. You'll be led to where you're supposed to go. And then the last piece is, well, what if I don't think I deserve it? What if I really truly don't think I deserve it? but you do. All right, let's take a quick moment to thank a couple more sponsors. 
If you're like me, you probably hate the feeling of sweating. You're all hot. Then you get sticky and you're like, oh God, do I smell? But luckily there's secret clinical strength antiperspirant. So let's clear a few things up about secret clinical strength antiperspirant. Number one, it's not actually a secret. You can tell anyone about it. Number two, it's clinically strong, which just means it's good at preventing sweat, like twice as good as regular antiperspirant. That's why it's on the top shelf. Three, strength is a cool word. You don't really see it a ton on women's deodorant packaging. So we're like, sure, let's shake things up. And four, sweating is the worst. Four and a half, not sweating is great. So you should buy secret clinical strength antiperspirant. This episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Casper's mattresses are made in the USA and buying the Casper is super easy. Just order online. It's delivered to your door in a compact box and they offer free shipping and free returns to the US and Canada. Plus they have a risk free 100 day trial. Considering we spend a third of our lives on a mattress, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you a hundred nights to try it out. So in my own personal experience, I found that when you get married, there's certain things that you wind up arguing about, right? And so one thing that you can just eliminate is finding a mattress that you both love. And we had gone through so many and he preferred this one and I preferred that one. And then finally we got this Casper mattress and we were both super happy. You can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dream job and using promo code dream job at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dream job and using promo code dream job at checkout. I once had a friend say to me, that there's a line in the Talmud that says that when you get to heaven, the first question God asks you is he asks you to answer for every pleasure that's available in this world that you didn't allow yourself to taste. I thought that was such a beautiful way of looking at God. Just the fact that someone even wrote that, just the fact that someone even had that concept that like maybe the creator of the universe ultimately created all these incredible things for us to enjoy And we're the ones that keep ourselves from them by saying, I don't really deserve it. It's okay. I don't really want for that. I'll just have this. I'll just have this little tiny piece. It's enough for me. And really there's like this hose that's on full blast, but we just, we just walk up with like a little thimble and we fill up a thimble when really you could fill up a bucket or you could fill up an ocean and it's okay. And you don't have to apologize for it and you don't have to rationalize it. You could just have it because it's been created for you to enjoy and then use these incredible resources, whatever you're being given, whatever you can expand to receive, you can then use that to fuel you, to give to the world. You can spin that into things where now that energy helps you to create that business that helps you to create beautiful art or helps you to create opportunities for other people or speak to other people. You can use all that and then look what one person can do. And no one looks at people like Oprah or anyone who's successful and says, well, she shouldn't have that much money. And the truth is there are so many people who when they have it, they can do so much good with it. And I hope one of the things that they do is just inspire you that it's okay to want for things. It's okay to not be perfect, that your scars and your vulnerability actually make you even more of a candidate to be good at whatever you're doing and that you do deserve it. And that you should put your shoulders back and take your seat at the table and stop apologizing and go ahead and go for it. Now, it's August. And I know that a lot of people wait for January 1st to get in the game. But really, now's a good time to start thinking about what you want that next year to look like and to start to take some action. So when that new year actually rolls around, amazing momentum is already sprouting and you're ready to just like unleash. Okay. So I really hope that this was helpful. Let's go over a few takeaways. Number one, you have been assigned to do something extraordinary and magical. Number two, give yourself time to explore. Life can be in pencil. Number three, find your chargers, find those sources of energy to make you more productive. Number four, screw perfect. Number five, Write out your busy thoughts, then challenge them. Just because you think something does not mean it's true. Number six, you can't predict the future. Stop wasting time worrying about what could go wrong. Number seven, the more you fail will make you more successful. Number eight, we live the lives we're willing to tolerate. Number nine, what is the story you tell yourself about what you deserve? 
And number 10, it's okay to want things. Now show up and go for it. One cool thing I want to tell you guys about, I am doing a workshop in October in Los Angeles, October 4th and 5th. If you guys want more information on it, you can go to the show notes on iTunes or you can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash workshop. It's going to be two days of inspiration. We're going to have conversations with successful creative entrepreneurs who've gone ahead and done the things that they want to do. And we're going to talk to them about what strategies they have and what roadblocks they face. We're also going to have a chance for people to get up and you can share what your dreams are. And we can give you some feedback. You can test out an idea. You can let people know about something you're doing. There'll be some great networking opportunities. I'll be doing a bunch of master classes. There'll be some one-on-one time for mentors to sit with you and listen to where you're at and give you some feedback. It's going to be amazing. There's actually a coupon that's available right now. And if you go ahead and you register for the event in the next week, you can use this coupon and get 50% off. Um, the coupon is DreamJob50. So all one word, DreamJob50. You can go ahead and um, find the link in the show notes. You can also go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash workshop. You can sign up for the class. And if you put in DreamJob50, you'll get 50% off the cost of the two-day workshop. And we'll get to spend time together. And it really is amazing what happens when we come together live. The energy in the room is awesome. And I think if you want really to light a fire in your heart and to get yourself going, you should show up at this event. I'm excited about it. I can't wait to be with you guys for a couple days. Okay, this week we have a listener win that definitely goes down in the Don't Keep Your Day Job history. So Greg Franklin, you guys probably have heard of Greg Franklin because we've talked about him on this podcast before. He has a cheesecake business called The Cheesecake Ninja, and it's been his side hustle for a while now. In fact, he posted in our Facebook group that just in this past year, he's made $21,000 from selling his cheesecake, which is amazing. But even more amazing, the day after that, he had another post which said, I got fired today. Seriously, not kidding. I went to my full-time job this morning, worked half a day and got called into the office and was fired. It was totally my fault. I made a mistake last week and I got fired. The last thing my boss said to me was, now you can go sell cheesecakes full-time. I paused, stopped panicking and said, you're correct. Thanks for firing me. I would never have quit my full-time job on my own. It was safe, sort of. It was there and was the same paycheck every week. It really was just that, a paycheck. I only liked a few people and one person said, well, it's lame here now without you. On the way home, I started to panic. What the hell's my wife going to say? She's going to flip out. I walked in, looked at her and said, I was fired. She gave me a look of, you've got to be kidding. And then she said, all right, well, you're going to need a part-time job to pay for health insurance until you can make enough selling your cheesecake full-time. What? She didn't explode? I got fired today and my world didn't come crashing down around me. I got fired and it's the best day ever. And guys, the real kicker here is that Greg got fired on National Cheesecake Day of all days. National Cheesecake Day. If that's not a sign from the universe, I don't know what is. So Greg, you know we love you. We're here for you and we can't wait to see the Cheesecake Ninja take full flight and become a full-time business for you. There's no doubt in my mind that it's going to happen. So for anyone else who has a win, tell me on Instagram at kathy.heller or share it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. I love seeing what you guys are up to and what incredible steps you're making towards your life's work. So keep them coming. All right. Well, I hope you take these words to heart because Each one of you is so extraordinary. And if anything I'm saying is clicking, it's not because it's something revolutionary. It's because you know it. It's because you know it's true. And I'm just here to remind you and hopefully give you the encouragement and the permission slip to go live your life and live your life on your terms and do the things that you want to do. You have something amazing that's there for a reason. You wouldn't want it if it wasn't put in you for a reason. And you wouldn't be wanting something that you weren't capable of achieving. So trust it. You know, someone said to me this past week that wherever you're getting afraid, wherever you're scared to go, it's an indicator that on the other side of that might be the thing that you actually are put here to do. That might be your assignment. And there's a part of you that sort of knows that. And and there's a part of you that wrestles with that your whole life. And I think we all have this sort of obstacle inside us because ultimately our greatest challenge is can we widen our capacity for what we really deserve? And can we stop playing small and go do the thing that we're supposed to do? It's like that Nelson Mandela quote where he says, the thing that people really fear, it's not that they think they're small, it's they fear how big they know they are. It's how much potential you know is in there. But let's go, let's do this stuff. All right, well, come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm actually doing something really fun that one of our listeners suggested. I'm doing a giveaway this week. All you have to do is go to Instagram and you'll see there's a post I made 
um, yesterday with Care Bears, and it's going to give you the details. All you have to do is be part of my Instagram tribe. And on Friday, I'm going to choose three people. You know what I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you each $75 to spend at your favorite Etsy shop. How fun is that, right? So you'll be supporting me. And then in turn, we'll all be supporting these amazing indie makers. I thought it was such a good idea. One of our listeners suggested it. So come on over, follow me on Instagram. I can't wait to see you guys there. I post every single day and I respond to every single one of my DMs. So if you want to reach out and you want to share with me something you're struggling with or just something you're excited about, just go ahead and reach out to me at kathy.heller. And I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. I can't do I feel like I'm brand new